Well, we've got, I've got three interesting stories uh, today, and one of them I'm going to spend a lot of time on, and you guys might be able to tell where I'm going to go from this, or go on this topic, but uh, just stay with me. Okay, so the first story I wanted to discuss, um, wow, okay, yeah, we're going to go here. So this is from NBC Washington um, by Julie Carey and NBC Washington staff. Boys pinned down black classmate cut her dreadlocks at Virginia school. You guys already know what we're thinking here. You already know the direction I'm going to go with this. Uh, a 12-year-old girl... In Northern Virginia, says a group of boys attacked her on the school playground, cutting off her dreadlocks and saying that her hair was nappy. Northern Virginia Bureau Chief Julie Carey shares a child's family call for action. Three sixth grade boys at a Christian school in Northern Virginia pinned down a black classmate and cut off some of her dreadlocks while telling her her hair was nappy and ugly, she told News 4. 12-year-old Amari Allen said the three boys, who she said are white, cut off her hair on Monday. She's a student at Emanuel Christian School in Springfield, Virginia, where uh, Vice President Mike Pence's wife, Karen Pence, teaches part-time. They said my hair was nappy and I was ugly, she said. Amari's grandfather, Dwayne Allen, not the Dwayne Allen in the NFL, said the ambush, the ambush hurt him. My heart just broke, he said. I was just paralyzed. I couldn't get myself together. Though Karen Pence works at the school, the Allens said they did not see any connection between her and the attack. Head of, head of school Stephen Danish said administrators were deeply disturbed by the allegations. We, are, we take seriously the emotional and physical well-being of all our students and have a zero-tolerance policy for any kind of bullying or abuse, he said in a statement. Danis said they asked police to conduct a thorough investigation. Amari, a straight-A student and violin player, that's a good instrument, said the boy started bullying her at the beginning of the school year. On Monday, she went. She was at recess and about to go down a slide when one of the boys grabbed her and put a hand over her mouth. Another boy grabbed her arms a third boy cut off some of her hair. The bell rang and the boys ran off laughing. Scared, Omari told no one. On Wednesday, her grandmother was doing her hair when she noticed long portions of it missing. The girl started crying and told the whole story. Uh, the family called Fairfax County Police who took a report of the incident. Emmanuel Christian School is an evangelical private school that expi explicitly bars its employees from engaging in or condoning homosexual or lesbian sexual activity and transgender identity, as NBC News reported earlier this year. In January, Karen Penn started teaching art there two days a week after previously working at the school for, two, for 12 years. The office of the second lady did not immediately respond to an injury, to an inquiry about the incident this week. Oh, okay. 
a lot to unpack here and a lot of questions to ask. Um, just a little bit of commentary. Um, so I saw I saw this twelve year old girl. Um, she's she's pretty. I'll just say this: she doesn't look twelve. I'll just say that. Okay, take that take that how you like. Um, this story is interesting. The story is very interesting. Um, and I, I gotta say, I didn't even know that Karen Pence taught part-time. I didn't even know she did that. I gotta be honest, I don't know anything about Karen Pence. The only thing I know about her is kind of that when Mike Pence goes out, goes out to dinner with a woman, he brings his wife with him. That's all I really know about Karen Pence. Um, but to me, she's not even important in this story. Um... This is this is very interesting because these three kids supposedly uh, restrained the girl and uh, stopped her from being able to say anything and cut her hair. So. If this is true, um, this is, this is horrible, this is sad, and they should be, um, punished, um, to the full extent possible. Um, you know, uh, it's really difficult, here's the thing, here's the thing, I already know, I already know where the criticism is gonna come. So I so here's the thing. These three boys are white. The uh supposed victim or I should say this. The the supposed bullies are white. The supposed victim is black. All right. Some people call these things racist attacks and bullying um that is racist and uh that is that is rooted in racism okay now i always just kind of think it's interesting how whenever and this this is just this is just in general not just and i'm not just talking about this story but whenever there is whenever there is whenever there are people that are two opposite races. The question always comes up, or the, the term racist tends to come up. Now, I'll say this. Based on based on the word nappy, and you know, that word right there, you know, it could it I could see how people would say that this is racist, if this is true. But my question, my question is this, how do we define bullying? I know that this has really become a big part of my, my podcast, just kind of asking questions that may seem to be stupid. And you know, if you think they're stupid and that's perfectly reasonable, but you know, this, this article just had me thinking, 
what, how do we define bullying? I, cause I don't, I don't know how it's defined now. I, you know, I remember I had a, whatchamacallit, um, I was in, I was in, uh, what grade was that? I was in fourth grade. And, uh, there was this, there was this guy named Ken. And, uh, he was, he was a pretty interesting guy. He just, he, he clowned on everyone. Or I, I shouldn't say everyone, but he clowned on those who I guess weren't as popular. And I was, I was definitely one of those kids. Cause one, it was my first, it was my first year at public school and I was like the only, like one of the few blacks at the school. Um, but he just, you know, he would, he would pick on me occasionally. And I remember, and I, I didn't really think anything of it because I was like, that's, that's Ken. That's, that's just who Ken is. And so I, uh, you know, I remember he, he, and he was always the class clown too. Like he would just, he just couldn't stop. Like he just, he was always doing something. And it was like, Ken, what are you even doing? But anyway, um, it got to the point where, and the thing about fourth grade, my teacher, um, who was, I was very physically attracted to, and it was, uh, Miss Stockham, Kelsey Stockham. And I was like, wow. She, so she was new. And, uh, I thought she was a fantastic teacher. I thought she was absolutely excellent. Um, but that happened. And so she, her being new, she just, she had never known how to handle it, handle some, someone like Ken. Cause I mean, he was almost, if he wasn't every day, he was every other day. Just doing something where it was like, Ken, just, just sit down. Like, just relax. But anyway, what happened is my, uh, pretty much the principal of, uh, sellers called, called me out of the, of class one day. And, uh, I, I didn't really know what was going on. And so he asked me, he was like, um, you know, what do you think about Ken Fatum? And I said, you know, he's, I'm like, he's cool. He kind of, he kind of, he, he, he's an, he's an attention getter. He's an attention seeker. And then he asked me, does he ever, um, I think the question was, does he ever pick on you? And so I said, yes. Now, my dad had always, he always told me, you know, do you, you know, do you ever get picked on? Do you ever get bullied? And I, I was never bullied ever. I was there was not, a, there was not a time where I was bullied in, in, in school. Now it may, I may have that view because of how I, how I'm wired emotionally, mentally, whatever, but I never viewed, you know, I never viewed myself as being someone who was bullied. I think bullying is such a relative term. Anyway, let me, I'll get back to that. But anyway, uh, I went back inside. I didn't think anything of it. So I come to find out when my dad picks me up, I think it's either, it's either that day or one day next week, one day, one day next week. And my dad said, you know, what, you know, what have I told you about? What have I told you to do if someone bullies you? And I had no idea what he was talking about. And so I, and so I just, well, I acted normally and I was like, I'll tell you. And so he said, so why didn't you tell me? 
And I was like, tell you about what? And then he's like, who's Ken? And I was like, oh my God. And so I pretty much explained to him. And the thing, the thing concerning Ken, Ken never really bothered me. Like, like he, like he would poke, he would poke fun. He'd make fun of me. There were, there were probably like four kids in the class that he'd make fun of. And I was one of them, but I didn't really care. Cause I was like, I was like that, that's just who Ken is. Ken, he's a clown. He's going to find people to pick on. There are times where he's funny, but most times he's not funny. He's, he's just annoying. So in my mind, it wasn't bullying. And I just, and now I'm not comparing, comparing my experience to this girl. I'm just, I'm just saying how this article got me thinking about bullying. But I was just thinking about it and I'm like, you know, what, like, what is bullying? It, and as I said earlier, it's such a, it is such a, a vague term. Bullying, bullying is totally subjective. It's totally subjective. Some might say, you know, just someone, someone being mean is bullying. But what, what does that mean? I mean, that's, that's really vague. Some, oh, they were, they were mean to me. That's it? What, 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 what does it mean that they were mean? Did you just not like what they said? Did you not like what they did? Do you think, were you walking by and then a group laughed? And then you, you, you were, you, uh, lacked some self-confidence and you, you immediately thought, oh, they're, they're laughing at me. I remember I knew, I knew a girl who was, um, she was, she was, she was, uh, she was kind of a, a little bit of an outcast. She had some friends, but she just, socially, she was just awkward. And I remember I was talking to her one day and, um, she was like, she was like, what do people say about me? And I said, I said, what do you mean? And she said, you know, when I, you know, when I walk by, you know, there are people laughing. And I was like, so what does that have to do with anything? And she was like, well, they're laughing at me. And I was like, how can you say that? And she said, what do you mean? And I said, how do you know that they're laughing at you? She said, well, I don't. But, you know, when I pass by, they laugh. And I said, and I said, I said, you know, five minutes ago, we were just laughing. And there were people walking by. Were we laughing at them? And she said, no. She said, but I, you know, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. And I said, I said, I said, here's the thing that you need to understand. I was like, people laugh. People laugh for all types of reasons. People do things for all types of reasons. Just because, you know, it, it, it it's probably not about you. There are so many other things that they could laugh at. Maybe they're laughing about something that happened over the weekend. And then, and then I, and then I kind of played with her situation a little bit. I said, okay. I said, I said, you know, what? I said, so, I was like, so what if they're laughing at you? I was like, does, what, I was like, what does that do to you? And she said, well, nothing, but you know, it's just, it's just not, you know, it's not really nice and not, not really fair. 
And I said, I said, do you really care that much if, if they're laughing at you? And then, and then, you know, we kind of, we kind of went from there. And, you know, she's, uh, you know, she got, she got, you know, better over time, not because of me, but, um, as I got to know her, she just, she could, she meshed more with, uh, with other people. And then eventually, you know, she started dating and stuff like that. And so, you know, she, she went, she went quite a long way and I've, you know, fallen out of touch with her since we don't see each other anymore. But, you know, it's just really amazing. Like what, what does that word mean to bully? What is, what does that mean? Is, is it, you know, is it making, is it, is bullying making someone uncomfortable? Is it, is it, you know, you know, physically beating them? Now, I will say this. Here's my view of bullying. When it comes to physical violence, when it comes to, when it comes to physical, a physical altercation and there is, uh, you know, the person, one person cannot physically defend themselves because the other person is just so much bigger. Then I would consider that bullying and I, and I would say, okay, we got to do something about that. That's absolutely unacceptable. But then, you know, anything outside of that where it's like, oh, you know, they, you know, I didn't like what they said to me. Um, too bad. Too bad. I mean, we, I think we as a generation, we, we've just become so soft. And I think, you know, when we say, oh, you know, they attacked me, that word's been watered down. Bully, that word's been watered down. Um, you know, there's just so many things that because we've gotten so soft as a society, we look at things and we just, we really, we really just wonder like what that means and like what happens. And it's just, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Now, we don't know what's going to happen here. But I will, I will stay on top of this story. But this also ties into my other story. All right. So there was a 13 year old boy named Diego who, um, I think is, I think he's considered, I think the term is clinically dead. Um, but anyway, let me let me get let me get into the article. Um, <clears throat> bless his name. A thirteen-year-old dies after his classmates punched him at school. Mourners for a thirteen-year-old California boy died from injury injury sustained in an attack by students at his school. Angrily, at his school, angrily confronted the school system system superintendent. At a Wednesday night vigil. Uh, Marino Valley. <clears throat> now let me just say something about Marino Valley. Um, 
it ain't the best place. I mean, it's not, it's not, if you could, you wouldn't, if you could do something about it, you probably wouldn't raise a family in Moreno Valley. I'll just say that. Moreno Valley Unified School District Superintendent, uh, Mark, Martin Rex, Martin Rex, Kedziora, I'll just say, I'll just say, I'll just say MK, uh, Superintendent MK, escorted by deputies, sought shelter behind the school's locked doors after his address at the vigil led to a vocal crowd questioning the district's response to ongoing school-wide bullying concerns. CNN affiliate KCAL reporting. In KCAL's report, one woman can be heard shouting, there's no excuse you need to resign from office. Moments before that, K... MK had tried to address the crowd before being shouted down. We're here tonight to work with the community to support them, he said. Then a woman responded, we are the community and you're not working with us. The victim, who police identified only as Diego, was a student at Landmark Middle School in Moreno Valley, about 60 miles east of L.A. Police were called to the school on September 16th after a fight broke out on campus according to a press release from Riverside County Sheriff's Department. Video of the video of the incident obtained by KCAL shows the victim being punched and falling into a concrete pillar. Yep, it was one of those things. So what you have here, what you have here is, you know, it wasn't like some, you know, Hulk punch, but it was just, it was the accidental, um, and I say accident, I say accidental because... I highly, highly doubt that these two guys were trying to kill this kid. It was probably, it was probably a fight over something stupid. And, uh, one punched, um, and then made contact. So it was, cause it was two of them. And if I remember correctly, one, one hit him, one hit Diego and he like stepped backward. And then another guy came in and then he, just punched him. And I think that was like the last punch. So it was, it wasn't a super hard punch or anything like that, but that concrete pillar. Yeah. That'll do it. That'll do it. It doesn't take much. <clears throat> Diego was transported to a hospital and was in critical condition, the release said. Despite what police called rigorous medical intervention and treatment efforts, Diego was pronounced clinically dead on Tuesday night from his injuries. Preparations by Diego's family are underway for organ donation to transform his tragedy into the gift of life for other children, the police department said. Two 13-year-old boys were arrested on assault charges and remain in custody of Riverside County Juvenile Hall, the release said. Due to the ages of those involved, the law enforcement would not provide more information. We have an additional me measures to keep students <clears throat> safer than they've ever been. But we continue to work on that, the superintendent said. Diego was not only a brilliant student, but his friends also described him as someone whose smile could light up a room. He was beloved by his classmates, teachers, and by his community, um, the district attorney said in a press release. I mean, not district attorney, but superintendent said in a press release. The school will provide additional counselors to help students in the community mourn Diego's loss. But parents are angry and demanding answers as to how and why this could have happened. How and why this could have happened. 
fights are very frequent. Now, it does depend... <clears throat> it does depend on where you go to school. That is a factor. In uh, middle school... So, I went to Sandburg Middle School in Glendora, California. And then the other, the other middle school was called Goddard Middle School. Now... Sandburg was like the prison of the district, I guess you could say, in terms of middle school. Like, we had the most fights, and it wasn't like a fight every day, but it was, you know, probably, probably one a week. Um, but it was, it was, you know, you know, it was what it was. But, you know, to, to ask how this could have happened, fights happen frequently. They're, they're, they are, they're pretty frequent. Some do it for fun, some do it for entertainment, some do it for many other reasons, and that's really all there is to it. I just hope this all teaches a lesson to the school district because it's one, it's the one who needs to do something about this, said one parent. Now, I'm not sure what's going to happen here. Um, this death is extremely tragic. Um, no one should have to go through with that. No one should, um, and let me say, let me tell you something about school fights. So guys get into more, um, school fights than girls, but guys, we get over the fights so quickly it's like, oh, whatever. You know, you fight, and then you, you you make up like two minutes later, and then it's, and then you forget about it. And that's just, you know, that's just what happens. Now, this is this is tragic. This is sad. Um, but how do you how do you stop school fights? Okay, well, let me let me ask this. Define school fights. Is it just fights that happen at school? Is it fights that involve students that go to the school? Or what is it? If because it, if it's a fight, if it's a fight that happens, if it's a fight that happens at school, at the school, then there's something you can do about it. You know, I remember I I remember going to schools in uh, Glendora High and Sandburg, and I don't remember any elementary school fights, physical fights, I should say. But you know, they would always talk about. Sometimes they would talk about, okay, you know, you don't fight on school on school grounds, but if you are going to fight, you know, it was just a a well known rule: you don't fight at school. That's just what you do. If, because here's the thing: when you fight at school, there's an immediate crowd, and people start yelling "fight, fight, fight, fight," which is stupid. And the other stupid thing we do, but it kind of makes sense, is people all rush to one area very quickly, which shows you that something's going on, something out of the ordinary is going on. And so it's not easy to stop a school fight, because at best it may last like thirty seconds. So if you are going to fight, if you do have beef with someone, 
you know, it was it was pretty much a rule of not to do it on campus. Now there were some there were some fights that happened on school grounds and if if you indeed do want to fight someone, whether for fun or for whatever, um you do it off campus. If if you do fight, you know, if if you fight on campus, it's just not going to be a long fight, most likely. It's just not going to happen. And then another thing that happens is people talk about, oh, you know, people kind of start talking about the fight, you know, before it's going to happen. It's like, oh, there's going to be a fight at this time, at this place. And people, humans are not very good at keeping secrets. And so uh, it spreads and we go from there and we, you know, the fight takes place. And then pretty soon, instead of just being, you know, like six people that were supposed to show, six people that were going to originally show up, you've got the whole school now. Especially in this age of social media and, uh, you know, cell phones. Because, I mean, well, it's not not necessarily posted about before the fight happens, but it is posted, or I should say it's texted now. And you just text where the fight's going to be and... You know, who's fighting and... it. The reason... School fights, they didn't really... Most people didn't really care about the reason long... Like, long term. Like, it was easy... It's easy to forget... See, it's it was easy to forget the, um... The reason for the fight. But you do... You do remember people who did... Who would fight. And people who fought. So you remember the... So-and-so v. So-and-so fight. Or the so-and-so v. So-and-so fight. Um, but you never really remember the reason. I remember in middle school, we had these two ragamuffins, just, just, two just weirdos. Uh, one was named Michael, one was named Brandon. They fought, it's almost like, they almost fought every week, and they just, See, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was, if, if, if it be, if it just became a thing that they just fought. Like, that was just a thing that happened, that, that was a thing of our grade. Um, but they fought probably every week, and it was just so dumb. Sometimes they would fight on campus, um, after school. Sometimes they would go to the campus, uh, on, on, uh, you know, weekends. Sometimes they would go, you know, and do it off campus or at someone's house. But it was really just a mess. It was really just a mess. And school fights, they, they are interesting concepts. And I don't think you can ever really get rid of them. Unless you have like constant hall monitoring. Like all the time. So I think, so you can, you can stop it if it's off camp. You can't stop it if it's on campus. But if it's off campus, um, which I don't think anyone is really going against, but you cannot stop. You can't stop in uh, a fight that's off campus. All right. So I don't know what's gonna happen with these guys. Um. I don't. Here's the thing. 
here's the thing. I don't think that they are going to get life. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But I do think it's going to be a severe punishment. Um, the punishment should uh, fit the crime. And their crime is... Uh, it's pretty big. I mean, you know... It was on accident, but... Um, they killed somebody. Um, and now, now... Now, what could be argued... What could be argued is... Okay, the first guy who hit him... The guy, the guy who did not deliver the punch that sent him into the, into the concrete pillar, they could say, oh, okay, well, he's not the one who did it. I mean, yes, he, he was a part of the fight, but he did not deliver the blow that knocked him into the concrete pillar. I'm not an expert in the law or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure that in cases like this, it really doesn't matter. Um, I believe, um, but don't, you know, don't quote me on that. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, it's very unfortunate. Um, I can't, I can't imagine what the family's going through. I can't imagine what this, what his classmates are going through. Um, you know, death is, death is interesting when it's someone from your school. It's so interesting because I've had, I've had to deal, I shouldn't say a lot of death, but I've dealt with death often enough in terms of my school years. The most tragic one to me was when I was in the third grade. And I'll never forget this as long as I live. But um, it was over Christmas break. And we were going... Um, we had all kind of went our separate ways. And there was a kid named Jacob Gonzalez. Now, I didn't like Jacob Gonzalez. I thought he was annoying. Um, I thought he was weird and I was just like, dude, go away. I didn't, I didn't have any beef with him, but he was just, to me, he was just a weird dude that I didn't want to deal with. But anyway, I think I've mentioned this story on this podcast before, but, um, he was, they went, I want to say he and his family, they went dune buggying and there, there was a, uh, I'm pretty sure I have the details still correct. They were at, uh, a railroad crossing and Jacob himself, he was not driving the dune buggy and neither was, I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened, but it was, it was three deaths and the, uh, the driver, the driver of the dune buggy with Jacob, either, either it was, yeah, I think, I think they were all in the same one, if I remember, if I remember correctly, um, I'll look it up to make sure I have it right after this episode, but they, uh, they were, you know, the, the, the arm came down for the railroad crossing, and so, uh, the driver, kind of looked around didn't really see a train or she thought she could beat the train which is so stupid so she goes around the arm and they get plowed by the train they i want to say they died instantly if i remember correctly which i think 
makes the most sense. I don't know how you would live after having that kind of impact. But I remember that. I remember how... I just remember how I felt about that. And I was like... I remember my 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 mom told me the news. And I just broke down into tears. Like, I was just so angry. Angry for two reasons. Reason number one was... I was angry at the driver. And I, I remember, I remember, I remember this day. I don't remember the exact date, but I remember what I was doing. We had this, we lived in Azusa in, uh, Mount, in Mountain Cove. And, uh, I was sitting in the bonus room with my siblings. And we were watching TV and my mom, my mom and dad were in the, um, my mom and dad were in the, um, they were in their room and they had the door closed and they were, it was closed for a long time. And it was, it was kind of like maybe seven, eight o'clock. And, um, I remember I heard their door opening up and, you know, I was, I was cool. I was just with my, I was just with my, uh, my sister, my, my little brother at the time who, you know, who was pretty much kind of learning how to walk, I think, or crawl or something like that. And so I saw their faces when they came in and I was just like, wow, something must have happened. And so my mom came in and sat next to me and she kind of put it lightly. And she said, um, I don't have the exact words, but she said, uh, Solomon, you know, you know, your classmate, Jacob. And I was like, uh, yeah, Jacob Gonzalez. And she said, yeah. He died. I was speechless. And then I didn't cry immediately. I was just, my jaw just dropped. And then I asked what happened. And so when she told me, all I could do was just run to my room in tears for two reasons. One, I couldn't believe that some person could be so stupid to try to, out to try to outdrive a train on a dune buggy. The, I mean that that that's what I was crying about the most. The second thing is I was I was just thinking about God and I was like, Lord, how could you let something like this happen around Christmas time? And that that's what like this like the the tragedy really brought the community together. I mean his funeral his his and his sister's funeral. It's the biggest funeral I've ever went to. I want to say it was, it had to be at least 2,000 people. I mean, I had, I've never seen a bigger funeral except Michael Jackson's, uh, public funeral at the Staples Center. I didn't, and I didn't go to the, his, I didn't go to Michael Jackson's funeral. Um, but I'm just saying, like, it was just such a huge funeral. It was maybe two, 3,000 people. And I was like, oh my God. But death, is difficult to deal with at, you know, at any age, but especially school because, you know, you see their desk and one day they're there and then they die and then that desk is empty. And it's all on everyone's mind. It's like that desk shouldn't be empty. 
so death is death is a very hard thing to deal with and i don't you know i don't wish it upon anyone i don't wish upon you know any tragedies um like like that and you know i had i pretty much had someone i want to say i'm pretty sure i got this right but when i was in high school every every year i was in high school somebody associated with my high school died and i think i have that right one guy one guy like stabbed his sister um pretty brutally uh another guy who went to the continuation high school was an idiot and got decapitated by an incoming truck at like two in the morning um and there were some others but i can't think of them but i'm pretty sure and what, what we did at my high school we had a torch and every time someone died you light the torch i was like okay and it just it just kind of became a thing where you know it was like okay you know it's just you know it's it's a new year you know somebody had to die cuz that that was just the trend during my high school tenure like people were just i mean it wasn't a lot of deaths but it was like i'm pretty sure every single year someone new someone new died and so it was just really crazy just really, really crazy stuff. And I, you know, I can't, I can't imagine, and I can't imagine the pain that Diego's family is going through. Um, the family of those, the family of the two kids, I can't imagine what, what you're going through. Um, you know, it's just, this, this stuff hurts. This stuff is hard. This stuff is tragic. And, you know, hopefully, you know, you know, Diego, Diego's gone, but, you know, hopefully, uh, we can fix this issue that we have with, um, school violence and school fights and things like that. School is a place of, it's a place of learning. It's a place to be mentally challenged. It's a place to be... It's a place to, you know, bring different ideas and bring different thoughts and to grow and encourage one another, one another to um, be the best that they can be and help them to become the best that they can be and to prepare for the in, for the incoming world. That's what school is for.